You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 67. Good morning, good day, good evening, wherever you are in the world, whatever time of the day it is. I'm glad that you're here listening to this podcast episode because today I'm joined by Jess Lee Williams. She's a spiritual and intuitive coach and healer, and her mission is to make sacred simple so more women can follow the calling within to connect with themselves and their souls. Seriously, Jess's channels, like she channels some high vibe energy. And in this podcast episode, we talk about healing and channeling, earth pulsing and giving yourself the permission to slow down, connecting with your inner girl, why you need energetic boundaries if you don't have any already in place, putting protection practices in place to support yourself, saying yes more to yourself, using your body to support decision-making. This one's got some really good analogies around it, so you'll have to tune in for that specifically. And your daily anchor point for clearing. Not to mention, halfway through this episode, Jess randomly is like, hey, why don't we just do a visualization together? So she guides us through a reclaiming your energy visualization. So whether you are driving right now or you're going on your morning walk or you're cooking dinner, You can pause the podcast episode then and go and do the The visualization. I'm going to leave that blooper in. That visualization or you can come back and do it later. Just make note or maybe screenshot what time of the podcast episode the visualization is so you can come back and do it. So let's get into this episode. I had a beautiful chat with Jess today and I can't wait to share it with you. Enjoy. Jess, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. I feel really blessed that you're here and I'm really, I say I'm excited on every freaking episode, but I'm excited to talk about like energetic boundaries, protection and clearing. It's something that I've, I'm like, oh, I need this in my life right now, actually. Mm -hmm. So before we jump into it, tell us what day of your cycle you're on and what are you checking in with? Yeah, so I think I'm on day 15 and I have to check that because I've actually only just started getting a period again recently because I have breastfed my son. He's He turned two in April and he's still breastfeeding, but um, he used to breastfeed a lot. So it took till he was about two years old before I got my cycle back. And I've only just had like my third period since then. So um I'm kind of like not in the, in the head zone. It kind of creeps up on me. <laughs> I forget that it's coming. <laughs> I love that. Let's talk really quickly before I get you to introduce yourself and like share a little bit more about who you are and what you do about like for women who have never had a baby before and never lost their cycle in that aspect. It's not like there's something wrong with their menstrual cycle. Like you just made a baby. Your cycle is probably in the healthiest state as like, ever possible. Um, but how does it feel to to not have a cycle, but to still be balanced and feel good in your body? Oh, to be honest, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I didn't have like the, you know, the ups and downs that we can have throughout our cycle mm-hmm. of the winter and summer. It was really lovely because I was able to have that even energy throughout, especially with a baby, you know, a toddler even that would wake a lot through the night. I could... I I said to my sister who was 
breastfeeding as well, but she had her cycle return after three months. And I was like, oh, I really feel for you because, you know, having that up and down as well and really needing to nurture yourself on another level with her, having your period, um, I just felt very grateful that I didn't have to kind of go through that as I was going through, you know, juggling being a mum and everything as well. So I actually really loved it. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, I've got to deal with my period again. But your period can be good. Um, I just want to like just make yeah. a dis- like disclaimer there that having a cycle can be very, very good for you. I'm actually really grateful to have it back as well now that it's back because I, I've, I had really been looking forward to getting in sync with my cycle and being very aware of it and the, the seasons and, you know, running my business through, from that angle and all of these things that I had been learning about um, in the last couple of years, but I hadn't really been able to connect with because I didn't have my period. So um, now that it's back, I'm like, oh, now I get to play in all of this as well. So yeah, it's a whole new world. I, yeah. that, that, the Aladdin theme song comes in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thinking about it when you go literally changing your cycle from um, conception, so conceiving and growing a baby to labor and giving birth, and then to breastfeeding and then getting your cycle back. It's a really extraordinary journey about surrender that's all i that's the number one word i can give it oh a hundred percent and i never really knew what that meant until after having a baby and i was like whoa that was literally the one word that just kept coming to me surrender that's what they mean by surrender oh i get it okay (laughs) perfect well thanks so much for sharing but for all the listeners who've literally never heard of you before like tell us what is it that jess does what makes jess jess Oh, this is juicy. I actually just had a two hour coaching call with an incredible woman um, called Angela Gallo and we were diving into this. So this is quite fresh for me. Good. <laughs> um, yeah. And ever evolving. And I think that's the beautiful part is that it's okay for it to be ever evolving and changing as well. Um, but at the moment, Jess is, mm, I'm a creative at heart, but I really am a, I show up for women in the way of being a spiritual healer in that I show up for them in sessions where I intuitively guide them through processes to help them connect more with themselves, to help them heal, to help them let go of what isn't serving them anymore and reclaim the parts of themselves that perhaps they haven't been connected with for even their whole life for a very, very long time. So that mm-hmm. we, we go through a lot of um, embodiment as well as literally I just show up in our sessions and trust that whatever needs to come through will come through. So I also am a coach, but I'm really stepping a lot more into this healing and channeling side and really embracing those gifts in myself. So um, yeah, I'm really honored to be able to show up for this way for women to be able to help them reconnect with themselves in ways that they maybe haven't experienced before. That is beautiful. And I love the last line that you mentioned about helping women reconnect with themselves in ways that they maybe haven't before. What do you see in women today around disconnection? Because I know that for myself, working as a menstrual cycle educator, I see a lot of women really disconnected with the physical feelings of their body and disconnected with their emotions. Because who knows, maybe everyone's, every woman's different. Maybe it's because they were never taught to allow to feel emotions and or they're ashamed of their emotions or they think they're unnormal and you know it's not good to feel that way so you can only feel happy you can't feel sad 
But when it comes to you witnessing the women that you work with in being disconnected and craving reconnection, what aspects of their lives are most women wanting reconnection in? Mm. It's interesting. I pulled a card um, before our session and the card that came through was earth pulsing, pulse of the mother, slow down, time in nature. And for pretty much all the women I work with, it's actually giving them the permission to slow down and reconnect and start listening to themselves and start trusting themselves. And, you know, I use this analogy quite often of this, if we were standing in a room with a television on that was constantly going. And on the other side of the room in a corner was a woman who was whispering to us, but we had this TV going all day, all night. And do you really, like if you were just to connect with that, do you feel like you would be able to hear what she was communicating with you? Or do you, th- do you even think she, that you would notice she was there? Mm. And probably wouldn't. And so I like to use this TV as one, because most people do have a TV going on in their house all day, every day. But two, because this is a great way to represent so many things, like our thoughts constantly talking to us, our to-do list, the world outside of us, people that we're pleasing, um, being in amongst the busyness of life, um, all of it. And so when we actually give ourselves permission and realise that it needs to be one of our probably biggest priorities of all is to actually turn that volume down, maybe even put a nice blanket over it so it's like not taking up our whole conscious awareness. Let's just hide the drapes over this thing. Yeah, exactly. And then what would happen? We would actually be in the stillness and quietness of that room. We would start to become aware of ourselves and our body And that whispering of that woman in the corner of the room would start to become louder. We would start to tune into that instead. And the wisdom that would start to be shared from that would actually be mind-blowing for us when we actually gave ourselves the permission to tap in and connect. And that voice is our intuition. It's our higher guidance. It's our body's wisdom. It's all of these things that we have within us that is not special just because one person's able to connect with it. We all have it, every single one of us. It's just that we disconnect from it because we're so tuned into everything else. And that's that doing, it's the, it's, you know, and so the more that we actually give ourselves permission to tune out, like they say, tune out to tune in, that's exactly what we're doing. And that whisper becomes louder. We start to, you know, like a radio, when you first start tuning in, it's a bit like scratchy and crackly and you can kind of make out what they're saying. And then the more we're that you... are speaking about the old school radios here, yeah. not the digital ones where you just press the button. All right, Lamont, you actually like, if you, yeah. if you remember, you have to tune with your fingers on a dial. Yeah. That's really sad that we need to like, just, yeah, we're, get, we're getting to that age, aren't we? Um, <laughs> Am I really that old? You know, go on. <laughs> changed so quickly nowadays not because we're old (laughs) um yeah so then you know as you tune into that more it becomes louder it becomes clearer and the more that we practice it it's like oh i'm tapping into it like this and it's i'm you know i'm allowing it to lead me in my life i can trust where it's taking me i can make decisions from this place um and so majority of the women i work with is literally helping them to connect in with that to connect in with that Mm. voice that inner calling that they know is kind of there, but they don't know how to tune in with it. Um, Their body's wisdom, like you said, that has so much to share. And like, there's just such a huge awakening happening at the moment of 
people waking up to realizing that there's more and realizing that there is so much within them that is yearning to be tapped into. And so, yeah, that's, that's it. And I love what you said about the little girl, you know, our, our little girl in a child. Um, that's often what I work with women with is that little girl because they'll have something coming up for them and they won't understand why they can't think their way through it. You know, they'll be, Oh, I really want to, show up in my business or I really want to do this or that. And they might have an idea around how they need to fix it. You know, I just know I need to do this, but I'm not quite sure why I can't do it. And when we actually tap into their body and what that feeling is bringing up for them in their body and they start to tune into that feeling rather than pushing it away or feeling like it's wrong or like I need to stay above it, which a lot of anxiety comes from is trying to stay above it all. Once we actually drop into the feeling and welcome it and get in like curious and start to observe, okay, well, how big is it? Where is it sitting in your body? If it had a color, what would it be? What does it feel like? And then we go beneath that and okay, well, when have you felt like this before? And was that, is that the first time you felt like that? And usually it will go back to, like you've said, when they were a little girl, maybe at school or in their bedroom or wherever it might be, and we go and meet her, and what was she needing? Because she was feeling these feelings and she wasn't getting what she needed in that moment. So how can we show her that she actually has it all within her and she can tap into that? And once they start to realise, like, oh, actually it was that little girl who, you know, bought on this coping mechanism to get through life and who knew that I was still carrying this today? But now that I've realized this, I get to empower myself and choose something new from this place of going to the parts of myself where I didn't want to and that I was staying away from. Um, and it's so freaking liberating when we start to be okay with going to those parts of ourselves and realizing oh, all the expansion and availability that's on the other side. Um, yeah, that was quite a big <laughs> um, explanation, but that's, that's what I find comes through for most women. I'm just like reminiscing on everything you just said, even though reminiscing could be from a long time ago, literally two seconds ago around the inner girl. Like what is the inner girl? I, I know that a lot of women, especially the ones that I have in con I come in contact with one-on-one and I know that you'll probably notice this too, is that you mentioned all, you know, this is the inner girl and they're like, the what? What's like, what's an inner girl? Mm-hmm. So my understanding of an inner girl is that you're, inner girl is say you feel really stuck and you're having a repetitive pattern in a relationship. So romantic relationships and these patterns keep coming out and coming out and coming out and you don't know why you're trying all the things you're doing all the things, but you're most likely not realizing that those habits and behaviors and beliefs have actually come from your inner girl and their behaviors, patterns and beliefs that have been instilled in you when you were maybe five or when you were maybe four and I know something, I actually had a session, this is so long ago, um, with a beautiful friend of mine and she was saying that, you know, my inner girl once was watching a movie with my brother and I went back into this time and I was roughly around the age of four or five and it was like a fairy tale. And I, like my belief at that stage in my life was that love really only happens in fairy tales. And if it doesn't feel like a fairy tale love, then it's not really love. Mm-hmm. Now, as an adult, like that's so stupid. <laughs> but as a child, you know, that is love and that is life. And so we can bring in those behaviors and patterns and 
habits and beliefs from childhood. And that's kind of my understanding of what an inner girl is. But when you're explaining to a woman for the first time about her learning about how her inner girl is connecting with her or maybe somewhat controlling how she's feeling or playing out and living living out her life, how do you explain that? Sorry, that was a really long question. How do I explain it? You know what? It's much less about the intellectual analysing and more about the feeling. So I'm literally they're leading me with it's kind of like I'm guiding them, but they're leading me. So as I ask them questions to help them go deeper, it's this, ah, aha moment, because I could tell them all day about, you know, this is why, this is why, this is why, but until they, um, until they actually go in and feel it for themselves. And it's usually very emotional when they go in and connect with her. Um, it's like, it's just an understanding. It's a deep inner, oh, that makes sense. And I feel this. And when they connect in with that little girl and realize that how she was feeling in that moment and then start to, they're coming in as the wise woman who knows, who has been through so much in her life and who has learned so much. And they're coming in as that wise woman who gets to share with that little girl, you know, this deep understanding about life and herself that she was never aware of at that age. And so as she is able to impart this wisdom, um, she's also seeing herself in a new way, I feel, because she's kind of seeing herself of, oh, look who I've become. And I also ask them to reflect and let the little girl see her, see the woman of who she is, because that can also be a really big moment of, oh, well, she's actually really proud of me and who I've become. And she's really in awe of me. And that's also a really beautiful part of the process. But yeah, much more than like explaining it, it's more of a feeling. And then they will feel the transformation as they start to share with this little girl and give her what she's needing, whether it's love, recognition, helping her connect with her power, that little light inside, whatever color, play, be joyous. And they kind of unlocking unlocking it in each other. And then what I like to do, as the, as the little girl has reclaimed these parts of herself and, and, and healed, you know, and, and really accepted all of who she is and stepped into her power, then I like to integrate that little girl into the woman who is here today. So they're remembering that this is actually you and she has always been and she will always be part of you. But now you get to walk through life together with this new understanding and remembering of who you really are. And you get to bring that into the woman that you are today. And I feel like I don't need to explain anything because they just don't, they just feel it. They just are like, oh, you know, this feels so good. And they get it. It's like a deep knowing. Yeah. There's something really beautiful about feeling over thinking. Mm. And I think, pardon the pun, I think, I believe that women think too much about things. Mm. I know, and I had this exact um, discussion with a coaching client yesterday about wanting to be perfect or have perfectionism around the habits of health. You know, she's got the goal of conceiving and having a very healthy conception. But when you overthink things, you forget about feeling them. And sometimes, you know, just being happy and embracing happiness and feeling joy is more important than having a perfect calorie counted meal. Yes. Um, and I, I want to, I guess, highlight, you mentioned earlier, uh, we're talking a little bit about being distracted 
And so I like to think of traction versus distraction. I haven't had a TV in eight years. So I'm so used to just not having the extra white noise unless I've got music on, which is always something that I select rather than like the binge stuff that can come on the TV. But there's a really, like I want to segue into boundaries because with any goal in life, whether it's following your soul's path and passion, whether it's improving your health, whether it's healing from a diseasement in your body, there's either traction, something that takes you closer towards that goal, or there's a distraction, something that takes you further away from the goal. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm all about words <laughs> and like the imbalances of words. Um, but boundaries, why are boundaries so important? And not just like the physical boundary of a home, but also the energetic boundary around what's, I guess, guiding you to your highest good or your highest balance. Mm. Oh, well, we're all energy. And this is something that we don't often think about is the fact that we are all so connected. And when I started to look into this, I was like, whoa, it's actually mind-blowing when we start to go into how much we are. Everything is energy and how connected everything is and, and just how not solid we are and not, not solid everything is. And mm. um, a lot of the women I work with and who are attracted to me, they're attracted to me because they are quite sensitive. You know, they're very intuitive, but maybe they don't realise it. And the thing is that a lot of the women that come to me as well have experienced feelings of, anxiety, overwhelm, because that's where I've come from, you know, and, but what I've come to realize is that most of the people that I've come across, often it's not even their own feelings. It's not even their own stuff that they're experiencing. Yeah. It's that they're so in tune and sensitive to everything that's going on around them. You know, I can have a session with somebody, all my sessions are distant. So I could have a session with somebody over in the UK and still be able to feel what they're feeling. It doesn't, I don't have to be in the same room because we're also connected with each other. So you can imagine somebody who has no awareness around the fact that they're, con that they're connecting in with other people's energy. They're already sensitive, so, but they're not realising it. They're going to work. They're, you know, they're going out in the world. They don't even have to be out in the world, but they're tuning into the energy of what's happening in the world. And it's, it feels overwhelming. It feels, they feel anxious. They feel all these feels. But the thing is, because they're not aware, they start to tell themselves stories around why they're feeling that way. And I've done this. I do this still sometimes. Like the other week or maybe like I can't remember when I was at home cleaning and I was feeling really good on top of the world, la, la, la. And then someone came into the house and not long after I was feeling anxious, I was feeling all of these feelings and I started thinking to myself, oh, I feel anxious. Why do I feel anxious? Or maybe I... I feel anxious because of this and this and this. And I started to put a story around it and own it for myself. And then it gets a bit tricky because we've like started to claim this anxiousness is ours, but then it clicked in and I thought, Oh, hang on a second. When did this start? And that's also a good question we can ask ourselves is when did this feeling actually start for me? Cause I was feeling fine before. And I realized it was when this person came into the house. So I went and spoke to them and opened up a conversation. Turns out that was exactly how they were feeling and it helped that energy to shift. Um, but the thing there that I've said is if we're not aware of what we actually feel like ourselves and connect in with ourselves and be able to, you know, do things like getting out in nature, like the card I've pulled, slowing down, whether it's meditation or whatever it is for you, 
regularly to help you tune into, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I feel like when I'm connected with myself and at peace with myself. And if we don't, if we don't start getting that awareness of what's mine, then we will never know what is someone else's. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so important that we start to become aware of our energy and what we feel like so that when we are out in the world, we can be more discerning of, okay, well, I can let that go or where is this coming from? Um, we can protect our energy and as, as well as that. So that's one part of it. And then the other part is the part of us that overgives and allows our energy to be leaked, you know, by either saying yes when we really want to say no or by having people in our lives that we feel like we should be connecting with. Um, and it's like we get to actually start saying more yeses to ourselves than everyone and everything else. And it's life-changing when we do this because then we can actually show up as more of ourselves than ever before. We can channel our energy into the things that light us up and that we are here to do rather than having it just leaking out in a million different directions and having no idea why we feel like crap, no idea why we're overwhelmed, no idea why we're stressed. And it's, it's so important that we start to set energetic boundaries for ourselves and protection and clearing as well. Wow. I couldn't agree anymore, especially with the whole, where am I giving my energy? And I think collectively as women, we feel as opposed to men, and this isn't to be sexist, but more so to highlight that women are more so givers than men. And that's because women are the givers of love and nurturing in a, oh, I don't want to say deeper, but in a broader aspect than, than what the male has done in the past. And, you know, that comes from the matriarchy and the patriarchy, well, the rise of the patriarchy. And so the woman is the one who gives, you give to the children, you give to the husband, you give to the, the, the household, you give to your, like your external family, you give to your yeah. community. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, but do I give to myself? Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of women are really facing the fear of like, is it okay for me to give to myself? Mm-hmm. Like, if I do that, will the world fall apart? Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> if, if I really ultimately take the extra five minutes to sit in silence or spend the extra 10 minutes to go for a little walk in the middle of my day, is that really going to make all the work? that I have to do like build up and cause me an anxiety attack Mm -hmm. or an over the top anxiousness moment. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I loved what you mentioned about the, where am I giving my energy? So I'm going to pop that in the show notes, where am I giving my energy just so that everyone can like copy paste that, write it on your post-it note. I don't care. Draw any permanent marker on your fridge and just leave it there. Mm -hmm. But how does, if, if there are women listening to this and I'm sure that there are some who have never considered putting boundaries into like into place or practicing boundaries what are some starting easy steps like where could they start maybe three things they could do to put a boundary into place about maybe protecting some of their energy or giving their energy back to themselves like a boomerang yeah and i want to honor anyone who is you know taking that step for themselves because i know it can feel scary And especially like we've mentioned about that little girl, the inner child who perhaps, you know, grown up feeling like we want people to like us. We want to please people. Um, 
oh, there can be so many beliefs and things that are coming in with this as to why we're overgiving or feeling like we should. Um, so many. And so I want to honour, first of all, anyone who is wanting to take that step for themselves. I really do. I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by the Well Women Academy. Well Women Academy is a weekly membership where together we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, audio, video, and guided home study. Led by myself and other pioneering guest teachers, together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and lots more. This is your chance to join an international supportive community of women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's like no other in the world. Not to mention, it's also cheaper than your daily coffee fix. Learn more and join us at wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. There's a, there's a visualization that I like to do with people when it comes to this. And it's, um, and I can even do it with you now if you like. Yes, let's. Oh my God. Yes, yeah. let's do it. Um, if you're driving, stop driving. I mean, I'm kidding. Just pause the podcast and come back to this part. <laughs> Unless you want to pull over on the side of the road. Um, or if you're walking, yeah. if you're walking, just stop, sit somewhere, just find a nice quiet. I'm ready. Hit me. Okay. Yeah. So just close your eyes and connect in with your breath. I like to help wind down the nervous system by putting more focus on the exhale and allowing that to really leave our body. Then your body will automatically inhale again. Let's do that a couple of times. If you're quite a visual person, you'll like this. Again, you can do it just by feeling as well. But if you were to become aware of, um, there's a couple of ways we can, I can explain this, but let's go with a photo. So if you had, you know, an image of yourself within you, and just like in an image, it's full of, it's made up of lots of little pixels in, an, in a photo. And so when they all come together, it makes one whole image. And I just want you to become aware of that image of yourself that's within you. And just notice how those pixels have started to spread out outside of yourself and go to many different people or places. This is where your um, consciousness may be going out to. It's where your energy is going to. It's where you might be thinking about things that have happened or work or the kids. It's just starting to become aware of, okay, well, this is me here within myself and how much of me is out there and where is it? And there might be parts that you don't even know what it is, but it's just, okay, well, there's a bit there and a bit over there. And as you tune into that, then also become aware of how much is actually left within.
And what we actually get to do is give ourselves permission to pull those parts back in. Know that by doing so, it doesn't mean that we don't love anyone. We don't love anyone any less. We're not being less accountable because what we get to do in a minute is be very conscious about where we're going to be putting our energy. But right now, we get to just, even as if they were all attached to little ribbons, we get to just call them back in. Thank you, but I'm calling you back in now. And they get to come back in to this beautiful energy within you. And this is also pulling back in our power. So that image within you, it could be like a, a beautiful ball of energy now. And this is the, your power center that you're pulling back into yourself. You're reclaiming your power. And breathe in and feel how good that feels to reclaim yourself, reclaim your power, reclaim your own energy. And then I like to also become aware of putting an energetic protection around ourselves. So this could be any color you like it to be. It might be white. And we're literally going to imagine that there's a beautiful cocoon field of energy that's surrounding us. And this is our energetic protection. And in a moment, when you're ready and you come back into the room that you're in, just feel your feet and your hands, feel yourself grounded to the earth and in your body. And when you come out of that and open your eyes, you may have a new awareness around where you were actually putting lots of your energy out to. And the beautiful thing is that with that awareness, we get to go, oh, well, that's interesting. Okay, what am I choosing now? Mm. that was beautiful yeah mm. it goes to show that i'm sure you know if you're listening to this and you were going through this exercise whilst we were doing it together this visualization that your mind starts to instantly think oh part of me is over here oh a part of me is over here shit part of me is back there too and you start to realize that you want to, it's kind of like giving like a finger or a limb to someone and you're like, Oh, okay. Here's a good analogy. It's like having your wardrobe and then sharing and lending out your favorite items to your girlfriends and your family and just go, Oh yeah, you can borrow this and you can borrow this. And then one day you wake up and you're like, I've got nothing to freaking put on. Yeah. Yeah. I spent all this money on all these clothes. (laughs) Where did it all go? Is that a good analogy? I was just like, you know, when you're lending yourself out there, you know, your library will be empty if you give out all of your books. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you can't share your energy, but it's also about having a good energetic exchange. And I think for those who don't know how to start, a, I guess, a boundary practice, this is a really good starting place. And just recognizing like, where am I sharing and spreading my energy? 
Um, and maybe you can do a journaling exercise on this or sit down and ask yourself the question like, where do I feel like I'm giving my energy the most? Mm -hmm. And there's no judgment. I think women judge too much. And earlier you mentioned Jess about, you know, wanting to give so much is that we want more as women. We want to have, it doesn't have to be the bigger house and the bigger car. It can be, you know, I'm wanting more stuff inside the house or I'm wanting more relationships. I'm wanting more love. I'm wanting more cuddles. I'm wanting more affection. I'm wanting more food. And we want more because I feel we're also taught to have more. Mm -hmm. We're taught to have the better grade at mm -hmm. school. We're taught to be the fastest runner, to be the fastest swimmer, to be the best actor in drama, to have the best art piece in art class. And so we grow up judging and comparing ourselves to others when really the only one we really should be comparing ourselves to is ourselves and that's it. And there's no judgment. And it's a really hard, it's easy for us to say this. It's harder to put it into practice. So I want you to just take a really nice long deep breath, everybody. And just recognize that, Hey, everyone gives out their energy. And just as easily as you gave it out, you can easily bring it back and reclaim it in. Mm -hmm. um, oh my God, I'm loving this. So a question that I wanted to ask is that with women who might be giving out their energy in different places, like why is it important for us to energetically clear and protect ourselves? Mm -hmm. So we've spoken about giving out our energy and how we can maybe reclaim some of this energy, but looking at it, why is it important for us to have energetic clearing? What is this and why, why protect ourselves? Yeah. Oh, well, as we mentioned earlier, sorry, all the deep questions today. Yeah. <laughs> right. We all energy, right? And what actually happens on an energetic level when we connect with people, situations, anything, we're actually creating a, um, like a, a cord of attachment that connects between us and that thing or that person. And we're not even aware of it, but it's happening. And so you can imagine social media even, like I have no idea what would be happening on that level of how many people and things we're connecting with all the time that generations before us never would have experienced. Um, so we can have energetic cords that are really beautiful and loving. So there's people in our life that we are so connected with, right? And the more time that we spend with them, the more connection we have with them, it's like that grows and grows and it's such a beautiful connection. We can kind of feel what they're feeling, but in a really loving, supportive way. Maybe it's people like your, your parents or whoever, your children. It's like a really beautiful, strong cord of love. Um, but then we also have connections that are not serving us and that are actually leaking our energy and that they're just not serving us. So it's really important that we go through and actually clear those so that we're not leaking energy out to all of these things that are not serving us. And so these could be literally what I said, things and situations we've come in contact with. It could be stuff from the past. It could be past relationships. It could be work. It could be even past lives. It could be stuff that's handed down through your ancestors, mm. through generations. And we get to actually oh, cut the cords, clear ourselves of this so that we can put more energy into the loving connections rather than leaking it all out into the ones that aren't serving us. So there's many different ways. And the thing is that we get to empower ourselves with that. Yes, we can go to people who can help us do it. And mm -hmm. that's 
fantastic, but we can also empower ourselves in it and do it on a daily basis. And it doesn't need to be something that's like, oh, I've got to remember to do this now. You can literally set the intention that like your shower in the morning and nighttime is full of white light and is clearing your energy field. And it's like taking away anything that isn't serving you. Set the intention that that's what the water is doing. Um, meditating is, is really beautiful for this because it helps us to come back to our heart and just kind of release us of a lot of that connection. Um, yeah, but that's why it's important because we are, we're energetically being drained in ways that we're not even aware of. And in more times of the day than what we're aware of. Mm -hmm. And I love what you mentioned about like social media and Instagram. And it's one thing I always like to encourage women to have at least a whole day break. And it's a question and a topic I should say that I speak to my friend Elise about a lot in having, you know, time off, like a good time off, like a week, two weeks throughout the year where you get to like, just pull back and just plug into yourself. So instead of you taking your charging cord and like plugging it into everybody else, you're actually just plugging into your own wall and yeah. just having some decording time. And I think that's really important. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because I don't feel that enough people recognize what we're doing by being on social media all the time and the long-term ramifications, I guess, of in our energy field. Oh, totally. At the start of March, I was, I felt myself being drained in so many areas and there were some particular people in my life where I was like, Oh, I literally feel like I'm hemorrhaging out to this situation. Um, and so I got to a point where I made some big decisions for myself and then I felt a lot better. But what I was also noticing was that my mind was constantly thinking about social media. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting that I'm noticing that I'm always thinking about this because I'm not posting very much, but I'm still thinking about how something could be a post or how something could come through as something that I would share. And I'm like, whoa. Document this. <laughs> exactly. This is like, even though I'm not posting much, I'm still thinking about it all the time. And I need to give myself some boundaries here. So what I did was I decided that I was only going to go on social media Wednesdays and Thursdays and just see how it went. And I would just give myself the opportunity because I've never been able to do that with my work, but I was at a point where I was like, oh, I actually can do this to myself. So I said, okay, I'm going to delete, like not even go on the app from Friday to Tuesday and just see how it goes. Oh, I was creating so much. I was just in so much flow. It was, it was really beautiful. And lately I've noticed that I've gotten back into this checking, like just opening the app all the time to look at it again and just Subconsciously doing it. Check. Yeah. And I'm like, should I need to get some boundaries in again for myself because it's crept back in? Um, yeah. So it's like a constant just checking back in with ourselves of what's working and what's not. I love like, this is such a beautiful overview an example of boundaries because most people are on some form of social media today and whether that's just to connect with your family who live, you know, in it long, a long distance away or whether that's for your work, most majority of the population are on social media in some way, shape or form, but having your boundary and understanding of like, hang on, am I creating out of fear? Am I creating and just reaching out and posting just because I have to, or is, am I really sharing something that's like coming from my soul space? Yeah. Yeah, is yeah. this really like, is this really aligned with me? And I guess that comes back to like a great question that we spoke about earlier around like, 
how to make decisions that feel aligned for you and how to make decisions that feel aligned for your soul's path when maybe you're a woman being like, excuse the language, but what the fuck's my soul's path? Like I just had a baby. I don't know what my path is. Like right now I'm just, my path's being a mum. Or maybe it's like, I've been in my industry for 20 years and I don't want to be doing it anymore. Like I want to, I'm going on a rant here, but I just spoke to a lady earlier this morning who's interested in becoming a coach. And she said she's been in her industry for like 20 years and her husband doesn't understand why she's really good at her job and like she makes good money, but why she wants to change. And I said to her, look, you need to understand that even though men and women physically work on different cycles, energetically and creatively, we also work on different cycles. And you know, we go through three, if not four major shifts in our menstrual cycle as women. We go through matri- um, like matriarchy, which is like getting a menstrual cycle for the first time. Then we go through creation and conce- like conception if we, you know, choose to do that in our lifetime, if that's something that's available to us. And then we go through menopause. And then we can also go through getting our cycle back after breastfeeding, like what we spoke about earlier. Men don't go through those cycles. And those cycles actually affect our emotional creative and you know nutritional and physical every like energetic cycles of life sorry complete rant but it's important to understand (laughs) that you might be thinking what's my soul's path and not know and that's okay but how jess can women make decisions to that feel aligned for them around setting boundaries Oh, sorry, that was, I asked the deep questions, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) Drop in. Because this can be really confusing and I I totally get it. At the end of last year and the start of this year, I was in this part of my life where I was just, you know, I'm I'm really good at dropping into my body and doing all the stuff, but I was going through this part of my life where it was just so confusing I had so many thoughts in my head. I didn't know what step to take. I, I couldn't decide. There was always weighing out one option and then the other option would come up and they both. I could give both of them, you know, thinking about it, I could give both of them enough weight to make sense. And it can be really, really difficult when we're in that place. So again, I'm sending so much love to anyone who is feeling that right now. And, you know, being in that transition period, especially between one part of our life to another part of our life, it can feel really hard and it can feel like we're walking in the fog and nothing's really making sense and we don't know which step to take next. And so, yeah, I just want to hold the space for whoever is in that right now. And just to let you know that you might not know straight away and that's okay. You don't need to make, I think the biggest thing for me is not making big decisions when we're in that place. Yeah. Is actually allowing ourselves the space to go through that process. And, you know, I made a big decision at the start of this year and going through all of that confusion, I just kept saying to myself, I'm not going to make any big decisions while I'm feeling this way. But I'm going to keep feeling into what's coming up for me. I'm going to write stuff, you know, I'm going to keep I'm going to be keep coming aware of what is rising up because perhaps it's showing me something about myself. Perhaps it's showing me something that I've been ignoring for a really long time and I get to actually go there. And so these things that come up are like invitations for us to get to know ourselves better, to see, okay, perhaps it's a, um, a signal 
that I haven't been looking at for a really long time. And now it's like going off because it's an emergency situation that I need to start paying attention all of this stuff. And, um, but what happens, well, what happened for me is that I got to a point where I went through all of that. And then one day I started journaling because I just, I don't do it like religiously or regularly, but I just know kind of when I need to. And I sat down and just started writing and it just dropped in. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. And it felt in my heart, it felt really calm and peaceful. And for me, I knew that that was when I made the decision, when it felt in my heart, like there was just a peace in there that I was like, like peaceful, you know, where I was like, oh, yeah, this feels, you know, I don't have all that churning around anymore. For me, that was a big sign of I can actually make this big decision with peace in my heart because I've been through the process to get here. And, and one of the things I like to do in a, in a moment, which I feel you, people could take away as a tool, if there is something you need to make a decision on or lean into like right there and then, I actually use my body. So I'll breathe, I'll bring each thing into my body. First of all, I'll, I'll take a few breaths and center myself. And then I'll bring each option in and I'll breathe and I'll notice how my body reacts. So if I'll usually notice that if there's a tightness there in my chest or it feels constricting when I've brought that thing into my field and I breathe, if it feels tight and constricting, either that's like a no, don't go there, or there's something there that needs to be looked at. There's something there that is, there's just something there that's not right. But if I get to one and it's like, oh, it feels really expansive in my chest and it feels really light then I know that's where it's, that's where I'm being led. And so that's something that I often do regularly. Like I tune into myself in that way and it helps me to get out of my head and the thinking mind. Um, and I find that really, really helpful. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it does. And it's a perfect example. There's two ways I like to share this. Like a, it's two different analogies to the same story. One is some people will get this and some people won't. One is like when you're surfing and you're out in the water and you're paddling about to catch a wave and you lean into the wave as you le- like lean in over the lip of the wave, it even feels expansive. You're like, yeah, man, this is the wave. Or you're like, Oh dear. No, that's not the wave. Yeah. Like, no, 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 yeah. not that one. Like that's a bomb. And you know, and the other one is when you're dating, if you think back to when you were dating, if you're married or have a long-term partner or you are in the middle of dating or you've been a dater before you're thinking about like, when it feels expansive and you lean in for the kiss or it's like contracted, you're like, Oh my God, I can't do it. Yes. Those two analogies are like, no, not everyone's surfed before, but everyone can know about like, yeah, I want to kiss this person or like, hang on, I don't want to get any, no, no, it's a no, it's a strong no. And it's the same in all all different aspects. You can bring that same thing into all aspects of your life. You just have to. Sometimes it makes no sense. Like sometimes we can be so attracted to someone and want to lean in when we're like, really? Like, I would, that's not the time that really, you know, and yeah. the same in life when we're feeling called to do something somewhere, go something, try something. And, and in our head, we're like, but that's not the rational thing that I should be doing. Like what you just said about her career being so amazing and her doing so well in it and making great money, but there's something that is asking her to lean in, in mm-hmm. another direction. And so yeah. we always need to just, yes, lean in yeah. that feeling. 
And the exact thing I said to her is like, if, if you, if you think about it and your heart feels full and expansive and you're like literally leaning forward, like you're doing a, like a chest opener or a heart opener in yoga, then like, it's a yes for you. Yeah. But if you think about it and a part of you is like, Oh shit, no, don't like it's the, your body speaks the truth. Um, so I really love that you, that you brought that up and we, and almost out of time. We could literally keep talking about all these I things. Yes, I've loved it so much. But I wanted to ask you, like if someone right now is going through the process of wanting to, I guess, protect themselves and do some clearing, what are three really easy things they can maybe start doing today to mm-hmm. help them bring protection back to themselves or clear energy that feels stagnant or like it's pulling them down? Yeah. Well, meditation is always like number one amazing and even if you've got some things that pop up in your head around meditation again these are just stories and beliefs that we've built up around it and there might be something there that you can explore so there might be a a way of doing it that you haven't done before if if there's some resistance but meditation is absolutely amazing um what i said before around you know bringing in that white light so even if it's when you are in the shower or you know sitting with my son at night time when I, I don't breastfeed him at night anymore but when i used to i would sit there and that would be the time where i would imagine the white light coming in and it would surround me and it would clear me and then it would also clear him and then, i want to breastfeed <laughs> you know? and then it would like like expand out into our house and so that was like the special time so if there's even something you do every day whether it's something like that, that it's like every day, no matter what, you're going to brush your teeth, right? Or there's something that you're going to do every single day that can be your anchor of like, okay, it's my clearing and protection time. And just simply setting the intention that that's what you're doing is enough, really. You can invite in Archangel Michael if you want to, you know, work with the angels. He is beautiful for clearing and protection. Just invite him in and say, can you please, Archangel Michael, please come in cut any cords that aren't serving me and set my protection. And even as I say that, I can feel it in my heart. Like mm. it's beautiful. So, um, yeah, you, you are so empowered to be able to do this for yourself. And we, there are so many ways that we can do it. Um, even if you just start looking up on YouTube, seeing or Google, see what you're drawn to. Cause there's so many different ways, whether it's actually putting things around your house or, you know, everyone will be drawn to different stuff but we get to empower ourselves by doing what feels right for us. I love that. That's beautiful. Really is. All right. I have a final question for you. It's totally off topic. What we've been discussing. What are three guiding tips that you would give to your younger menstruating self that you now know about your body as a woman that you wish you knew when you started menstruating? Wow. I told you it was a different question. That is. All right. Um, Okay, I need to get into this this headspace. Um, <sighs> one that it's not something to be ashamed of mm-hmm. ever. Um, that it actually, I would I would share with her the wisdom and I mean my mum was was always very celebratory of my period anyway. But you know, start to pass down the wisdom of the ancient ancestors and and the divine feminine around our period and what it actually means for, you know, that connection that comes with having our period and all of those things. I would probably give her some books or something to read to really start owning that part of herself. Um, Do you know what? It's so funny. This came to my mind the other day around 
<laughs> even the female anatomy. I remember when I was, I did life saving as a teenager. And so when I got my period, it was like, oh, how am I going to keep doing life saving at the beach? I'm going to have to start using tampons. And I didn't even understand really where to put it. I thought I was, I remember messaging my, um, my friend on MSN Messenger and saying, isn't there two holes? Like, what if I put it in the wrong hole? <laughs> I love this conversation so much. It is so true. Yeah. 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 Like, did I put it in right? Like, is it the right spot? Like, how is it not going to still go everywhere? I know. It was this un big unknown. Even though I did a lot of, like, reading of, you know, those little booklets and everything. You, I mean, don't know. you mean the sealed section in Dolly Mag? Yeah, those little, remember those little, did you get those Ziploc bags that came with like a pad and a tampon? At school. Mm. Yeah, that kind of explained what a period was. Um, yeah. This is exactly why I'm working on a project to teach mums and dads how to educate their kids, but also programs for kids to become educated in a fun, easy, vibrant way about their bodies as women so that we don't have these challenges growing up and then endocrine challenges as we get older too yes and there's so much space for it because i remember as a as a little kid i would have only been like four probably four three four and i did you ever watch that movie where did i come from is there anyone famous in it that i might know no, it was a cartoon movie no, and I think so. it, explained, it explained the like how sex works and i remember being like four four years old and being in the lounge room and the sperm are like swimming down the pool like because they had to <laughs> they had to dive into the olympic pool and then they had to be the first ones to get to the egg on the other side and then when they got to the egg they would do this dance and i just remember being at home going go sperm go sperm <laughs> oh my gosh oh that's quite young but to me that was just like i loved it i love learning about like mm all of the stuff. So I think there's so much space there for young women to actually learn about their bodies. There is, there is. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. Um, for all of our listeners who have also enjoyed this episode as much as me, how can they find you Jess? Like what's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah. So my Instagram is Jess Lee underscore William. On, on Thursdays and Fridays? No, I'm there. I've like spread myself out a little <laughs> bit more across the days now. Um, yeah, Jess Lee underscore Williams. And I, ha I also have a podcast, which is called The White Light Channel. So you'll be able to find all that stuff on my Instagram. Well, I will also pop all the links inside the show notes for this episode. Um, so everyone can go and check them out. But Jess, I've, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversations. And I trust that everyone who's been listening is really oh feeling all the goodness and feeling clear and connected after that visualization too um but just thank you so much for joining us and you know i can't wait for everyone to connect with you yay i'm so grateful i'm so so grateful thank you for sharing this space with me and trusting me to come into this sacred container that you've created so yeah so much love for you you are so welcome thank you thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the well women podcast I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode 
share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 